Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. What a great day it is to be in God's house. If this is your first time with us at Faith Renew Church, we just want to tell you how excited we are that you're here. Faith Renew Church, would you let our first time guests know you love and appreciate them? Come on, amen. If we haven't already met you, we would love to do that and just greet you over in our connections area. I have a gift for you and uh, just say hello. But if you're joining us online as well, if it's the first time, click the New Here link and let us know. Uh, that you're, you're worshiping with us for the very first time. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're just a part of our online family, we'd love for you to comment, say hello, let us know where you're at this morning. Don't be jealous. I was watching online last week at Florida out there. You know, can y'all tell my glorious tan I have <clears throat> here? Uh, I stayed under a tent with long sleeves as much as I could. But, uh, but it's good to be back home, man. Good to be in God's house. And so glad that you're here. Um, it's a special day, man. It's just a good day to be in the house of the Lord, always honor the Father. But we also just want to honor all the fathers that are in this house and this room today. So if you're a dad, please remain seated, if you would. But I want every other person in the room to stand to their feet, put their hands together, make some noise for all the men in this house. <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> Amen. Come on, as you're seated, turn around to as many as you can of guys who are sitting down and fist bump them. Tell them thank you. Tell them thank you. Tell them happy Father's Day. Thank you, my bride. Come on. Amen. 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 It's just a good day. We love it. We love uh, just, again, blessing uh, our fathers on Father's Day, ladies on Mother's Day. So all the, all the men in the house, and uh, this is for every father, every man, every young man as well. We have a gift for you. We, we, give this, we give these away on Mother's Day for all of our ladies, and all the ladies got these. But we have journals with the Faith Renewed logo embossed on the front of that that we want every guy to get and to pick up. And if you were not here on Mother's Day, we want to uh, if we would we want to give them until they're gone. So uh, if there's ladies who miss that on uh, Mother's Day, we'd love to get that. So some of our guys who are going to be helping us with that, uh, Caden guys, who would just would get them all out and make sure they, they get um, given out as needed. But um, they'll be in the back. They'll be on both sides of the stage. Stop by. I was praying about thinking about just kind of like how do you use these things? I, you know, if you've never used a journal, never written, um, some ways that you could do that is you can put down your prayer requests, things that you're praying for. Uh, you can kind of put down, I love what some of the ladies have done since Mother's Day. They have been writing what the Lord has been showing them. That's cool. And listening to the Lord. How many of those Lord speaks to us? If we listen, he would speak to us. Amen. And so i uh, been sharing that. I thought about this, though. I mean, I wish I had been given one of these when I was a young father. Um, and I think it would have been super cool to get this. I mean, so if you're a young father or even an older father, it's not too late, uh, to maybe once a week, if you're looking for a way to use this once a week, write a letter in there to your family. And just, again, keep that. Write them until it's full. And then one day you give that to them. And, uh, again, let them know, again, how you've been praying for them. It's a special thing to have. Uh, holding on to those things are wonderful. Uh, this is the first Father's Day that my dad is not here. He uh, went to be with Jesus in the last year. And so special things like that are wonderful to have. I shared a video of him, of uh, him praying at one of our family meals on my social this week. And um, 
again, just holding on to things. So, again, think about that. Think about it. But use it. Make sure you get those. Love for you to have one. Amen. Well, let's do this. Who's ready to get into the Word on Father's Day? Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And uh, as you turn there, don't forget, we do have, if you're not familiar with it, if you didn't bring your Bible, it'll be on the screen as always. But also, we use a version. Bible app. It's an app that you can click on, click more, and then events there, and you'll see the message there laid out for you, passages and points and things that I'm going to be sharing. There's places you can add notes. Um, you may have a journal you can take notes in at the end of this service or whatever, however you want to do that. But Luke chapter 8, I want to read verses 40 through 56. A little bit lengthy, but it's a cool, uh, awesome story, and I love this story. If you're not familiar with it, um, I'm I'm excited about introducing it to you. If you're familiar with it, maybe a new way to look at it. But verse 40 through 56, so it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all of her livelihood on physicians and cannot be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment." And immediately, her flow of blood was stopped. Come on, somebody say immediately. I love those kind of healings. Those are my favorite. Amen? The, the immediately kind. But, and, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, well, like that, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Verse 49 says that he was, as, while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand, called, saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she immediately arose, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. That's a cool story. I want to talk about it, but can you join me in prayer first? You have an opportunity to talk to the Father today. Just boldly enter us through his throne room right now. So let's go together. Amen. Father, we just love you. We're so honored, so blessed, and so thankful again for just an opportunity, privilege, pleasure it is, God, to just gather in your name and 
to just, uh, just again, open up your word. And, Lord, we'd ask that you will just speak to us clearly today. And let every father in this room be blessed. Let every mother, let every son, every daughter come to know you more. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, your prayers are incredible. Amen. Would you do that? <clears throat> amen. Amen. Tell the person you, behind you that you neglected, say, your prayers are incredible. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. We're in a series, if you don't know, it's called When You Pray, nearing the end of this series. Excited about the next one. I'm not going to tell you yet. We'll, we'll reveal that soon, but I'm very excited about the next series. But um, I do want today uh, to kind of just jump back into the series we're in called When You Pray. Uh, if you missed last week, you need to go back. Adam brought an incredible message and in knowing God, and you need to make sure you heard that or heard that message. So go listen to it. Check it out if you have not already. Ready. But I want to jump back in today, and today's title is, is just simply this. It's a father's prayer. Now, even though the title is, says a father's prayer, please know this is not just a message today from to fathers. Now, this is a message I believe today that every person, every son, daughter, mother, father, every person in this room can receive from and draw from. But I uh, do want to kind of speak to the guys, but again, don't pull back. This is a message for you if you can hear my voice right now in-house or online. And so, um, so again, this is for you. But I do want to talk, man, and, and recognize. Bible talks about giving honor where it's due. We do. We have some amazing fathers at Faith or New Church. Hey, Amen. It's okay. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. We, we have guys that are stepping up, stepping into roles, being men, being fathers, amazing dads. And I'm talking about guys who didn't have the example. I, I had that. I'm thankful for that. But guys who didn't have that are becoming that and being that. And so, again, I love it. We're seeing it. We see it in this home for our ladies as well. We're seeing uh, you know, young ladies and young men who are going to be incredible moms and spiritual moms and dads one day. Amen. I just love it. I love what, what God is doing. But uh, I do want to talk today to the fathers and, and look at a father here in Scripture that I don't feel like gets recognized enough. I, I like this guy. I, love, I like to talk about this guy, and I love this story because there are a lot of fathers in the Bible who have very well-deserved honor and, you know, again, esteem because of the things they've done. And, I, again, I, again, I believe in giving it where it's due. And so we see great fathers in Scriptures like the father of our faith, Amen, Abraham, and a great man of God who's recognized, again, for what he did for the kingdom. We see guys like Noah, whose whole family was saved because of his obedience and his willingness, again, to go against culture and to go against those things. But how many of us, there are a lot of unsung heroes in the scriptures. There are a lot of unsung heroes in this church and places, again, that don't get recognized. And so I, I think this guy named Jairus is one of those guys. Um, Again, I like him. He's one of, again, one of the stories I really love in Scripture. His name means this. His name means God enlightens. And so it's pretty cool, man, when God enlightens and shines light on your life and on your situation. And in this story, I believe it is a beautiful, incredible picture of the grace of God. How many of those, man, apart from God's grace... We're nothing. Amen. I'm telling you, I, if, you don't, if you're not thankful and, and appreciative for the grace of God, man, it is, it is by his grace. But I love this story because it is not just how amazing and how beautiful the grace of God is. It is also a beautiful thing that we see of the faith that Jairus has. 
And uh, I've seen this. How many knows that it is a lot of times, again, it is a faith that is an activator. Amen. God has grace and things that he's pouring out, but it is faith that activates those things in our life so many times. And again, even salvation by grace through faith, again, that we're saved. Again, not of works. It is a gift but faith is an activator. Amen? And so I, I love this. And we see this guy in this story, and I want to talk about three things that I believe every person can learn from today. Each of us will be reminded of that we can see, again, about Jairus and some things that we can learn from him. So, again, principles for every person. So tell you, tell you, tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Amen? Talking to you. Amen? Number one is this. I love this about him. He prays from the right place. What do, you, what do you mean? He, he prays from the right place. Uh, the position and the posture of our heart and our life and being in the right place is so critical. Amen. And we see this about Jairus. Verse 41 says this again. It says that he fell down at Jesus' feet. Now, I don't believe that you have to, every time you pray, be in a bowed position and, and be in that situation. I, I don't think that's how you have to always pray. Matter of fact, it's not. But again, there's something that happens when we do that, and there's something that really happens when our heart and our mind and our spirit is in the right place. Amen? And that's what we see here. We see this guy, the scripture says, he nails at the feet, he bows at the feet of Jesus. And I was thinking about those are the feet that Jesus is going to have, and they're going to be nailed to a cross one day. Those feet, that, he bowed at those feet, and he came down before, and he kneeled before him. And again, being in the right position puts you in the right place to receive the blessing that God has for you. It just does. Again, the grace is amazing, but again, there are a lot of things in our life that God wants to give you. Angel and I, we were having this conversation. This even applies with our kids physically. Our physical, our own kids, like, man, that you as a parent who may, like, want to do something for your children or want to bless them in a certain way, but if they're not in the place to receive that, come on, amen, they're missing out on something that they could be having. And so I love this about Jairus. Jairus is doing like this. He says, man, I'm going to get at the feet of Jesus. And, again, I don't think it was just a physical place, but I believe it revealed the posture of his heart. Because what Jairus does is this. He bows down. He gets low so that Jesus is above his situation. And so I'm telling you, when you elevate Jesus above everything else, man, he can it puts you in a position and a place for him to move. Now, I don't know if you called this. I've read it, and I can sometimes read fast. But I don't know if you heard this and caught on to this. But did you catch on to what the rest of the crowd was doing while he was at the feet of Jesus. Let's read it. It says this in verse 40. It says that so it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him for they were all waiting for him. Now, again, you have to wait till somebody gets there. But according to this story, Jesus was there. Right or wrong? Come on. Just want to make sure I'm teaching y'all correct and y'all are listening. Okay. Right or wrong? Was Jesus in the house? Okay. They were waiting for him. Jesus was there. And while Jesus was there, they're all watching and waiting to see what he's going to do. Now, I love this about Jairus. Jairus didn't wait with everyone else. 
Jairus went and got at the feet of Jesus while everybody else is waiting and watching. And like, you know that happens like every Sunday? Man, we, we people come to church, people gather in places, and they wait and watch to see what Jesus is going to do that day. But it is the ones who get themselves in a position and get themselves in the right place that they receive what Jesus has for them. Man, and I love it. He's like, man, y'all can wait if y'all want to. And I'm, I'm telling you, I like this. Jared, overlook hero. Overlook father. Because, man, they were there. They were waiting. And Jesus has shown up. And Jay Howard was like, not me, dog. I'm going in. And so I love this. And this is something that we can learn, man. This is not for us. And it's for our fathers, for mothers, sons, and daughters. Don't be passive in your relationship with Jesus. Amen. Be active. I mean, I'm talking about be the first one at the altar when the altar opens up. Amen. Be the first one to lift your hands and worship. Don't wait to the third song. Amen. When he's like, oh, it's getting good now. Come on, somebody. I'm the first one to lift your hands to the Lord. Be the first one. When you have an opportunity to tithe and give to the Lord, be the first one to do it. Amen. Like, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Be the first one, man, to go after God. And this is what he does. He didn't wait on anyone else. He went to the feet of Jesus. And, man, this puts us in a position. This puts us in a place. And this was for him. This is, was a massive act of worship. Now, here's a, and if you don't know, again, if you didn't, when I was reading that, here, Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue. That means he knows how to do church. That means he knows how to do the ceremonies. There's a big difference in knowing how to do church and being at the feet of Jesus. There, there, and, and I'm also going to say this because it's just true. Coming to church on Sunday is not an active getting at the feet of Jesus. It's just not. You should do it. Amen. I'm not saying don't be here. But there's a difference because there's a whole lot of people waiting and watching. But Jairus got at his feet. Jairus got down in there at the feet of Jesus. And, man, it put him in a position. It put him in a place for the, for the presence of God to move in his life that day. And I, I love this about him. He elevates Jesus above everything. So I want, you, I want you to ask yourself this question this morning. Is there something else taking first place of Jesus in my life? Is, is there anything else today that, man, I'm, I'm kind of just kind of hesitating to hold back and waiting on instead of taking that and laying it at the feet of Jesus? Now, again, he put himself in the right place. And again, I, I, this is cool about Jairus. He, doesn't, he wasn't just in the right place. He prays from the right place. But secondly, he does this. He prays with passion. Man, a lot. This is so cool. And, and sometimes I'm like, man, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. Right? I just got saved. or I'm, I don't, I'm trying to figure this thing out. What, what is that? What, how do I pray with passion? All he simply did, according to what we see in the scriptures, again, verse 41, the next second part, he fell down at Jesus' feet and he begged him to come to his house. I mean, you don't have to have and know a lot of big words to pray and have passion for the Lord. 
This was not like, again, and I, I don't think he went through some religious ceremony. Again, he knew all the stuff. He knew church. But again, church wasn't getting it for him. He had to get Jesus above everything else. And so he does this. He goes in and he prays with passion. And he gets down. And this is what I want us to see, man. And this was what's sad about our world today. Listen, people can be passionate about all kinds of things. And people don't think it's strange. They don't. I mean, like, like some people can get passionate, really passionate about some strange things. I, I feel like, like, I mean, you're, we have some like hardcore, like sports fans in this church. Amen. I mean, nothing wrong with that, bro. It's, it's, it's nothing wrong. Sports are incredible. It's awesome. You know, I, it's, and you see people, you ever seen these guys or these football games? The weather's so crazy. Like, it could be snowing, raining. They're out there with their shirts off, chest painted, wearing cheese on their head, and doing all, all, I mean, just getting crazy. I look at that, I'm like, dude, that's crazy stuff. I get up way early in the morning when it's still dark. It's 10 degrees outside, and I go climb trees and, and, and hunt deer. I, I go in the rivers and break ice and, and go hunt dogs. And people say, that's crazy, amen, and, and, it, and it may be, but people get passionate about a lot of stuff, and that's okay, but where's your passion at for Jesus? Come on, where, where's your passion? Like when you think about it, laying in the bed, you're thinking about him, you have him on your mind, and again, nothing wrong with hobbies, sports, all those things. I love them, not against them, but don't let any of those things, and don't let your heart be more passionate about that than it is about Jesus, amen? Become passionate about him, and this guy was praying passionately. Like he, again, what, begging, Not like, oh, greatest father, you don't have, not, no, just begging God. And that was a posture and a position that he had taken, and it released something in his heart, and he was praying in a way. We, we see this in like in James, where James says it is the effective, fervent prayer of righteous men that avails much. And that fervency and that, that passion that he has. And people, man, it, they can get passionate about other things, man. And they look at the church when they're passionate about God and say, man, that's weird. Amen. Listen, I, I, don't, I don't think it's weird for men of God to lead homes, love their families, love Jesus, praise the Lord, lift their hands in church, and be the first ones to do it. It's okay. Amen. So he was passionate about this. And I love it. This guy, man, had done this. He had a job. We know he was providing for his family, was faithful to the job there as, a, as, a, as a, a ruler of the synagogue, some say chief ruler. But as a ruler in the synagogue, he was providing. He was in a place where he was, he was meeting the needs of his family, and that's good. We should be providers, but that's not our greatest calling. The greatest calling is to get at the feet of Jesus and take him home with us. Amen. And this is what I love about Jairus because, again, he had had Jesus in church. He had done it there. He had done the religious thing in church. But he says, I want you to come to my house. And like, how many knows you can fake Sunday? Are oh, y'all quiet? Spirit-filled church. Oh, y'all was just worshiping the Lord earlier. Oh, loud, get crazy. Listen, you can come to church. You can fake Sunday. You can, you can fake it and come on, bro. You can fake it and everybody thinks, man, that person is so awesome. They love Jesus. They're spiritual. They're going after God. They're hardcore. But you can't fake what's happening at home. 
And this is what I love about Jairus. He's like, man, I, I need you in my house. There's some things in my house that need attending to, and you're the only one, Jesus, who can do it. Because, listen, you got to remember this about him. He was a part of the synagogue. He was a part of the group of people that was, that was coming against Jesus and calling him a blasphemer, calling him, setting up the plan. The synagogue, it was a lot of these people who put the plan to, to get, to, together to try to take Jesus out. Now, think for a moment with me. This, again, my imagination just kind of goes wild sometimes. He was in the conversations with the people of the synagogue and all these people in religious positions who were throwing these accusations out against Jesus. Again, think about the conversation. Put yourself there. And he was like, what did he do? Man, did you hear about what he did? What did he do? Raise somebody from the dead. Come on, how dare him? I can't, but what else did he do? There was some, de- there was some guys who couldn't hear. What did Jesus do? He, he, he went after me. Took, what did he Healed their ears. Come on, how dare him? Come on, I can't believe it. There was a blind guy who came to Jesus, and he got healed. He could see now. And like, man, how dare I? But I love this. And this is what's so cool about Jairus. Jairus was a part of those conversations, hearing those things that were happening. And instead of jumping in, coming against Jesus, he let that build his faith. Oh, man, he let that, he's like, hold on, wait a minute. I've got a daughter at home who needs healing. And wait a minute, you're talking about this guy's a healer. I'm going to go get at his feet. I'm going to go put myself in a position. I'm going to pray with passion. And I want to see Jesus come to my house. Man, I love Jairus. This dude's bad, man. Amen. And so, again, he does it with a passion. But he does it this way also. He prays with a never-ending pursuit. Because a lot of stuff happened between Jesus coming to his house and raising his daughter from the dead. And he didn't let those things that weren't going his way stop his pursuit of Jesus. Because, again, I just read the story. But think about what was happening. I mean, he went to him. He got the response that he was looking for. Come to my house. And Jesus was like, let's go. When you invite him in, he'll come. He he said, okay, let's go. And on the way home, we see this lady. How dare her. How dare her come up in there. Asking for Jesus to touch her and change her situation. But again, another cool story. But she had been sick for 12 years. Scripture said that she had tried everything that she could try, but still sick. She had given everything financially that she had to give, and still sick. But I'm telling you, man, faith comes by hearing. And she had heard that Jesus was coming by that road that day. And man, what an amazing story is that, man. Think for a moment. Oh, man, think for a second. They're going down this road. And, and their roads, again, I think a lot of times we think and about our roads and kind of compare stuff to that sometimes. Like, that's not how it was. 
like just yesterday, driving home from Florida. You know, we had three lanes of road for, I mean, through two states. Come to South Carolina, into two lanes, man. I'm like, come on, South Carolina, get it together, man. Build us another lane, you know. But, but it, it, it wasn't even like that. I want you to think for a second. These were crowded roads. There were just masses of people all around. Jesus was there, but the scripture says only one touched him. Happens every Sunday. All over the all over the country, people gather in crowds. Jesus is there, and it's those who touch him by faith who put themselves in a position to receive. Because again, according to what Jesus said, it was her faith that healed her. I love it because Jesus wasn't like. You know, all right, name my Jesus, blood, I command you. Stop. If I can touch him, I'll be made whole. And it's so cool. All of these people, the disciples, like, man, people's touching you all over. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference in common and touching him and letting him touch your life. There's, it's, it's, I'm going to say that till I go see him. There's a difference. And this lady, she says, I'm going to touch him. But again, when this happened, immediately she was healed. Yeah. Oh, man, Jesus is bad. He, immediately she was healed. But for this guy, I like this guy because Jairus looked at this situation, and I've heard some pastors kind of like kind of in their under, kind of thinking, and again, I don't think anything's wrong with making sure at least you're adding, this is what I think. All right? he, I've heard people preach like, man, I bet Jairus was back there thinking, I can't believe he's praying for her, spending time with her, my daughter's. I don't think Jairus did that. I don't. I, this is me. I, I believe Jairus was there. He'd already heard the stories about Jesus. He believed that they were true to the point to where, again, he was willing to possibly lose his job because of what he did that day. And he goes to the feet of Jesus and said, I'd heard about it. I'm going to pray and ask you to do it. And then he saw it with his eyes. Oh, man. And, oh, it's hard. You can't just put it all in like one Sunday how cool the story is because like, if you know the story like prior to this, Jesus had just healed a demon-possessed person. I mean, in such bondage, in such, I mean, so far from God, had nothing to give God but demons. You ever felt like that? Don't say amen. But just like, I have nothing to give to you today but this. And Jesus set him free. He, he, then he does this. He's showing them that I, I, I can heal anyone I want to. And, and I can do it. And, and no, matter how, no matter what you do, I can do it. Because this is who he heals next. A woman. With an issue of blood who wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. And he heals her. And this is what I think is cool. Is that he's getting ready to show them I could even heal the religious person's life. I mean, those are the worst. Some that can be the worst ones sometimes. Amen. It's, it's just true. But this, this is what happens. In the middle of all this, a messenger comes and says, Don't trouble him any longer. 
your daughter's dead. We don't hear J.I.R. say, I can't, man, Jesus, I put faith in you and you did this to me. I, I can't, Jesus, I can't believe, man, you, I can't, I, Jesus. We don't have record of it, but we know this. He didn't leave. He was still there, still in pursuit of Jesus. And no matter what news came his way, he was there because Jesus was able to look at him and say to him, do not be afraid. Only believe and she will be made well. Oh, man, I I just, I don't know. I I think sometimes, man, it's easy to kind of like seeing Jesus do stuff and and watch him perform great miracles and and watch him do it and even kind of sometimes get in the mindset, well, man, when he did it for that person, now I guess I just missed out. I I, I used to think that way to some degree. I mean, watch what God would do in one place and like, man, man, I guess we missed out on it. You know, or, or watch him, you know, he'll come in and, and you hear a testimony, man, which are powerful. We have some of the greatest testimonies in the world in this church. And somebody get up and share their testimony, say what God did for them. And it's easy to sit back and say, well, man, I guess I missed out. And he can't do it for me. Like, like he's tired now. I mean, like, really? Like, okay, he healed that one. He probably wore out. Man, I don't know if he's got anything else left. Man, listen, he, he does this. And what, I, what I've let it do, when I hear God do something in one place, it builds my faith now. It does. Right? And, and it's, I'm like, man, he did that there. There's no reason why he can't do it here. There's no reason why Jesus can't just show up and move and change hearts and lives. And he did it here. I think Jairus had this mindset. Jairus, Lord, you did it for this lady. I didn't heard the story about you healing that demon-possessed person. There's no reason why you can't do it for my daughter. And Jesus looks at him and says, only believe. And he gives her the warning, don't be afraid. Because listen, you have to understand the contradiction and, and the battle between fear and faith. You walk in that every day and you have to make a choice. Which one will I walk in today? And so he says, don't walk in fear. Get into this place of faith. And he says this to believe. Now, this word believe is awesome because by definition, this is what this means. From the Strong's, it means to commit unto. To commit unto. To entrust with. To trust in Jesus or God. To be able to aid in either obtaining or in doing something. So like, again, the worst of the worst news that you can get, and he had a choice to make, do I get in fear or do I get in faith? And I get, apparently, according to what happens, and Jesus said, if you do this, she will be made well. So his faith had a part to play in her healing. I said, the Bible says that, Jesus lying. Uh, so it's like, I mean, it's one of the two. And so he said, if you have, if you have faith, if you believe, she will be made well. And so he, he's saying this to me, if you trust me, you commit to me. Religion, synagogues, all this, that's not going to do it. Stay at my feet. Stay passionate about me. Pursue me. Watch what I will do. And this is what happens. Jesus comes to his house. 
Jesus shows up on the scene. And man, just that thing, you had to have heard it before they even got there. They could hear the wailing and the crying of the voices of those who were mourning because this, this little girl had died. And Jesus walks right up in the middle of all of those things. He walks right up in the middle of all this chaos. And he had made the statement, she's going to live. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to declare that into you today. Listen, he'll walk right up in the middle of your situation and cause dead things to rise again and cause things to live and relationships to be healed, kids to come home, families to be restored. He'll do that. And what does that look like? It's the grace of God, but it is activated by our faith. And it's over and over and over in Scripture. And he says it's belief. And watch what I will do. And today I want to say that to you. Believe and watch what he'll do. Amen. He said in Hebrews 11 verse 1, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you got to believe for it and put faith in it before you get to see it. But listen, I, this is just so sick and cool, man, that he put his faith in Jesus and he comes and bows at his feet, and he put, puts himself in the position for what God could do. Now, I want to read verse 53 because he does this. He, it says that he actually he makes them leave the room, all of the unbelief. All right, And it says in verse 53, because they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. All right? So they ridiculed him. And, and I'm telling you, this is what happens a lot of times when you get in faith. Those that don't understand and those who are looking in the natural will never get it. They won't. It's gonna, it'll never make sense to them because they're looking at it in a different set of eyes. And so he says this, verse 54, he put them all outside. I want you to do something. I want you by faith today in this room to just stand with me to your feet, please. I, every person who can, just stand today. Oh, man. And I want you to just take a moment today and think for a second about what's happening in the scene here. I know I've already read the end, but I want you to think back for what's happening before Jesus raises her. Ridicule's happening. People are laughing, mocking. So much doubt and unbelief is in the room. But faith is still activated. Jesus still moves. Because it says this. It says that he put them outside, took her by the hand and said, Little girl, arise. Her spirit returned and she rose immediately. Now, this hit me so hard. It, I'll think about this. Unbelief won't stop God from moving. It'll just stop you from being in the room when it happens. I'm telling you, it, he, God is going to, for people who have put their faith and believe and trust in Him, the things that we can see by faith and the things that we'll see in the natural by putting our faith in Him or trusting us in Him and Him alone. Oh, man, there's no end to what He can do. And listen, people's unbelief and all that, that's not going to stop it. It's not. 
It'll just cause us to miss it if, he's, if we're not by faith today. So this is, this is just the truth of this story today. How you respond to what God says will determine what you receive from him. And it's just, that is just a reality of Scripture. It's just, I know people like grace, and, and I'm, I'm so faithful. I can't, again, can't wrap my mind around the grace of God. But if we don't put our faith in Him, if we don't trust and believe in Him, we'll miss the things that God has for us. We'll miss things that He has. And, man, I love this about Jairus. He said, man, I want to see you above everything else in my life. I want to passionately go after and pursue you regardless of what's going on. And this is the truth today. And I want to say, if you would, just right where you're standing, just bow your heads for a moment. Close your eyes. And I want you to ask the Lord, we're getting ready to open up our altars. <laughs> and I hope, man, like you're the first one to come. You. Who's he talking to? You. You hope you're the first one. I hope you, you won't do what happens a lot of times in churches. God is there. And people are waiting and watching instead of stepping in. And ask yourself this morning, just say, God, is there anything today that I need to put faith in you with? Is there some things right now, maybe you need to put a family situation, a physical need, your spiritual wall, maybe your entire life, maybe you've never surrendered your whole life to Jesus. You haven't put faith in him today. Whether it's fear, unbelief, doubt, just lack of trust, wanting to do your own, whatever it is, just say, God, I want to give full faith to you today, Lord. I want to full, give full surrender to you today, Jesus. To you today, God. And if there's anything, ask him to reveal it, to show it to you. He will. And I want to speed this today. I, I, I know we've kind of talked about Jairus and some of the things that he has done, I believe, so well. You may be looking at your life saying, Pastor, I, that's not me, man. I, I, wish, I wish I had done that. I wish I had been passionate about God more. I wish I had put him in the right place in my life. I didn't. Things aren't working out too well for me right now because of that. This is what the Holy Spirit wants you to know today. It's not too late. It's not too late. And, you, and I want you to connect that to your heart right now. However God is revealing that to you, whether that's in a relationship, family, your personal journey, whatever it is, this is it's not too late today. And this is what I feel. I just, again, we've lifted him up. We've come together in his name. And his promise is this, that he'll be right here in our midst, right here with us. And it's those who go at his feet. It's those who in the middle of the crowd touch his hem and touch the garment that received today. So this is how I want to do I just want to open up the altar right now. If you just want to get at the feet of Jesus, if you just want him in your life, more of him, you want to give everything over to him. You just want to see the face of Jesus, see him in your life. I don't want you to wait. I just want to invite you to come right now. Just begin to make your way down. I want our prayer team to begin to come right now and just help us pray for every person who's gathering right now. And I want you, I don't want you to miss it. Oh man, Pastor, why do you get so crazy about this stuff? Because he's here. <laughs> he's here. I don't want you to miss him. So just today, like if you just want more of God, just, I just want you to go after him. And I want, I want to speak today that faith's going to be released in this room right now. 
I'm telling you, I, I want to, as, as the worship team, just get ready to go, guys, just whenever you're ready. I, I come against fear and doubt and unbelief right now that has crept into the minds, has gotten into the hearts of God's people. And right now, I just speak against all fear and unbelief right now. And I just pray that faith arises in this room right now, God. Yeah, that faith arises in this room right now, Lord. That people begin to believe and trust to the point, God, where they see you move, they see your work in their life. Now, I want you to say this, God. I want you to say, God, I want you to come home with me. Thank you for what you're going to do here, but come home with me. Be a part of every part of my life. Be a part of every situation in my life, God. I give everything to you, God. Yeah. Yeah, families are coming, individuals. Just come. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Come. Yeah. And just get at his feet today. Get at his feet today. Just get at his feet today. Put yourself in position. Put yourself in the place. Posture your heart today to receive all that he has for you. Yeah, all that he has. Yeah, fathers, give them your home. Give them your family. Give them your kids. Young people, give them your whole life. Give everything to them. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.